Good evening and welcome to the 2021 Martin Luther King Jr. Day edition of the Thoroughly Wrong Project. You know, tonight Francisco and I ventured into the multi-layered world of free speech and inflammatory language. Sometimes when you hear things like this, you might possibly get offended. But take heart, as everyone who listens to our podcast knows, we're probably thoroughly fucking wrong anyway. Enjoy. Welcome Welcome to to Thoroughly Thoroughly Wrong. And now your hosts, Francisco and Rob. Take it away, guys. All right. Welcome to Thoroughly Wrong Project. It's your host, Robert and Francisco. We had a couple guests today. Uh, one went out on a personal issue and the other one might have COVID. So <laughs> just us again, man. That's fine. That's fine. Never mind. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Just been uh, getting ready for my last semester at BC. So I have that to look forward to. All right. Getting myself ready and then just working, trying to not die, I guess, in this global pandemic. You got your shot? No, not yet. I have to make the appointment. All right. All right. I got mine. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it it felt like Andre the Giant punched me as hard as he could in my arm for a couple of days. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, it hurt, pretty, man. Like, I, pretty thick serum you get. Is that is that what the problem is? Uh, I mean, I I imagine. Yeah, because I, mean, I, like, I don't think just because I've got shots in the arm before, and I don't. I think it depends more on what's in the shot than the actual needle that gives you those like you know, sore feelings or like pain yeah. for a few days. Yeah. Well, I, he gave me the shot and I, I was like, are you done? Cause I didn't, I seriously did not feel it at all. And then, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I woke up the next morning and it was a little sore. And by the next, by that evening, the day after I got it, I, I ran into the wall and cringe man my wife came in and tapped me on the shoulder and it hurt for two hours so <laughs> never had anything like that but uh, like i said if if you got to give me a covid19 vaccine in my left eye while you're hitting me in the stomach i go ahead i just want it want it done whatever it takes whatever it takes i'm back on the 11th so that's funny that's cool that's cool yeah. I just need to make the appointment to make mine. Uh, but I think I lost my insurance card, so I need to get at least the number so they could like run it through their system, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you need your insurance card and your um your your ID from work. So I need to just call my insurance and be like, hey, can you just at least give me the number? Because I don't want to wait for them to like mail out another card and then you know that's gonna take a few days and then yeah. the appointment and that's another few days, so yeah, you don't have a few days right now. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be out of shots. Get it done. Well, I heard. Um, oh no, I because see, yeah, I've heard like a lot of contradictory things. I've heard that some people um, from one of our coworkers. I heard that they uh, they were they wait because they give them in batches, I guess. So they yeah. wait for like the slots to fill up to be like, okay, here's your appointment, come at this time, and then they just give them, you know, like back to back to back. Yeah, uh, but they were having trouble like filling the slots and then i'm also seeing like these like mass vaccination like centers where there's like a line like down the block so 
I don't even know if it's are they short or are they yeah are they running out? Why well, yesterday on Meet the Press they were talking about Biden wanted to release the ones that were being held back and it came to light that there were none to be held back. It was just a fluke. It was a lie, another lie that they don't have them. So now they're scrambling to make more and find more. So who knows what the fuck is going on? Nice. But yeah, I'll get it done. That's, that's not the issue. Yeah. I'd appreciate that because it will be, <laughs> Hey, welcome to the thoroughly wrong project with Robert. And well, he <laughs> died. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, I imagine you will. It hits um. It hits Hispanic people harder, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but a lot of those things, a lot of those, like, um, I don't know what you would call them, headlines, or they have just more to do with, like, the person's health. So, like, Hispanic people, on average, tend to be more unhealthy, you know? So that's yeah. why. It's not like this fucking virus is like, oh, you're Hispanic, I'm gonna fucking kill you, you know? <laughs> it has more to do with, like, the overall, like, health, um, you know, health, how healthy that population tends to be. Okay, like, that makes sense. Like, uh, a lot of African-American people suffer with, um, like, diabetes, like, type 2 diabetes. So right. it's going to hit them pretty hard, you know, so stuff like that. So it's more of that. That's the actual, like, they have more, like, underlying issues, um, which, I mean, we that's a whole other episode. We could talk about why minorities tend to be sicker, but. Yeah, I was just getting ready to launch into that and ask you, like. <laughs> What's up with that? But I, I kind of know what's up with that. It's it's uh it's a poverty demographic, is what it is. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and then there's like a bunch of things you could talk about that, but but today <laughs> we are here to discuss something I I don't even know how to approach it, man. When you talk about free speech and you talk about the First Amendment rights and Twitter. And Facebook and Instagram and all these social network platforms are just cutting people off. And I, you know what? I see both sides of it and I don't know. In Trump's case, I see why. Um, following that lead, I, I see why they do it. But in other words, you know, why did they get to decide what's dangerous, what's not? So you said you see, like, you see the reasoning behind it, but do you agree with it? Like, what's your stance on it? That's what I want to know, first of all. Well, it, it, I'm going to get in trouble here. I know I am, but I agree with it. You can't, it, it's inflammatory speech, and inflammatory speech is not protected. It shouldn't be, if it is, because uh, the threats and the the information that's put out there that's false that could get people killed. Those are things, those are things we don't need to have as free speech, in my opinion. Okay. So when it comes to, I mean, specifically to the whole like Twitter fiasco with Trump, um, I feel like there's a lot of layers to it that it's kind of hard to just, it's not as simple as like, Oh, it's free speech, you know? Right. Um, I'm a big advocate for free speech, but at the same time, 
in order to have free speech it's going to sound kind of like counterintuitive uh but in order to have free speech you have to curtail some speech does that make sense yeah sure so um i'll give you try to give you like an example let's say you're like um uh times square you know it's a very crowded place a lot of people i mean probably not right now but you know in general <laughs> yeah i get um, it. there's a lot of people there you know let's say some dude pulls up with like a gun or rifle or whatever he just starts mowing people down right well wait, first before i get into any of that um are you like pro-life and i don't mean like pro-life like uh abortion but i mean like do you think people have a right to life in general yeah sure i assume yes right sure okay so with that given i mean most people would agree with that you know um let's like going back to the example you're you know in times square this guy comes starts mowing people down uh what do you think should happen what do you think the police should do should they shoot him and stop him from killing more people do you think that would be a correct decision to make absolutely right so with that example you can translate that to to speech uh in order to have uh you know free speech there's certain types of speeches or certain types of speech sorry that uh i don't think should be allowed because of what it does to uh, to other people's right of free speech, if that makes sense. Sure. All, all freedom puts a burden. Freedom puts a burden on a population, and and I'll bring it back from from murdering people, and I'll say, well, you know, on this podcast, I'm allowed to say, God damn it, fuck you, shit, piss, motherfucker, cocksucker, and cunt. I can say anything I want. Yeah. Now that's offensive to some people. So here we go with this. Are, are you allowed to say, I'm offended, you need to stop talking? That, that's where it gets really dicey. It's like, your speech offends me, so you need to stop saying it. And in my opinion, I say, well, if my speech offends you, you need not to listen to me. But if we are in the same room and I am saying those things, then you're in a you're in a bind where I'm taking your freedom of not being able to you know avoid that. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, and I don't think it's I don't think it should be like wrong or like illegal. I guess to you know offend people like it should, it's right. not a crime to be an asshole, you know. Um, <laughs> well, Donald Trump's an asshole, and he got cut <laughs> off of Twitter. So, <laughs> but I, I think there's a distinct difference between being like, "Hey, uh, you're fucking stupid," to like, "Hey, um, like just being more more bigoted language," you know, being right. racist, um, homophobic. I think those are probably like the two biggest categories when it comes to like uh all these people getting banned off these platforms is because they tend to be really racist or really homophobic right um and then another thing like another layer of this whole twitter fiasco is uh at the end of the day twitter is a private business and whether it should or it shouldn't be that's a whole other discussion but uh the point of the matter is that it is so they have a tos which is terms of service that you know everybody agrees to 
when when they sign up. So those same people that, you know, advocate for, hey, that bakery shouldn't be allowed to, you know, make a cake for a gay couple because it's their private business. It goes against their religion, whatever, uh, are the same ones saying that Twitter shouldn't be allowed to ban Donald Trump. When, if you think about it, it's a pretty similar situation, you know, it's a private business, you know, they have, they have, uh, their terms of service, like I said, they could do whatever they want if they deem that somebody has violated those terms of service. Right. Like, like you go in a, a store and up behind the counter, it says we reserve the right to serve or not serve you, you know? So, right. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> suddenly you just opened up a whole can of fucking worms i'm like wait a minute i i never thought about that that's that is a free speech thing the so is it is it offensive to be homophobic or is it illegal to be homophobic now here we go uh it's not illegal to be homophobic but there's certain like uh there's protected classes you know and race and sexual orientation fall within those classes. So when you discriminate people based on those reasons, uh, then that is discrimination and that is illegal, especially when it comes to uh, places of business, you know? If you so go- if you're just, go ahead. Like if you go into a bakery and they're like, oh, well, I'm not gonna serve you because you're gay, that's discrimination. But, uh, if you go in there and you're all like, hey, fucking bitch, make me this cake. They could be like, no, I'm not going to serve you because you're a fucking asshole, you know? <laughs> That's okay. So can I mask my homophobia with I just don't like you? Yeah, you can. And then it, the burden of proof lies with the home, with the homosexual person to say he's discriminating against me or he or she is discriminating against me because I'm gay. And then the person turns around and says, no, I just don't like them. And I, I'm a private business. I pay my taxes. There's the sign. I chose not to serve you. This is, this gets really, really dicey. And I think that it's, it's sad. It's based in, in just ignorance and preference. That's what it is. And if you're smart enough, you can skirt around race you can skirt around sexual preference and you can just say i don't serve you because i don't like you um yeah it's kind of hard to do that just because um uh, like a lot of times that denial of service comes like only after like they find out that they're gay or something you know right like in that bakery situation like the the person probably went in there and be like hey um, looking for this wedding cake they're like oh yeah sure like what kind like what are you looking for and then they're like oh well me and my husband want this and they're like oh we don't do that you know yeah. so at that point yeah. it's very obvious why you're refusing uh to serve them well what about when it's not let's let's jump back to 1965 66 and signs in the windows say we don't serve hippies here hippies aren't a protected class no, they're not. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, but what what would you consider a hippie? Like, do you have to look a certain way? Do you have to talk a certain way? What? Oh, back uh, in 1966, hippies were pretty obvious. It was the flower children, flowers weaving their hair, long hair. They were 
fairly dirty. Yeah. So it was obvious what they were. And um, they, they faced a whole wall of discrimination. And basically that went away because culture changed and hippies went away. And then the hippies that were left became some sort of fucking nostalgia. And everybody loves them now. Okay. So they were pretty pretty easy to spot. Pretty easy to spot, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to, like, free speech, there's this whole, um, like, the whole, like, devil's advocate type thing, or, like, the counter-argument is, well, you know, it's kind of a slippery slope of what is and isn't allowed. Mm-hmm. And it isn't kind of a slippery slope, it is. And a lot of people will say, well, if you ban this, then they're going to try to ban this and that. And then pretty soon we can't say anything. Right. And I mean, for the, some people call it a slippery slope fallacy, because as you know, a fallacy is something that, um, you know, isn't really true. Like, isn't, doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. Right. Right. Just like in my example of, you know, that guy at Times Square mowing people down um that police officer uh makes that choice to shoot them to preserve the life of others you know so it is possible for us as a society to be able to you know for the most part at least be able to make that correct choice and i believe we could also do that when it comes to speech like it's not well they're gonna start with like the really they're gonna start banning the extremely like uh, racist or like homophobic things and then from there they're gonna just move more to the to the left you know and they're gonna uh, eventually i'm gonna be banned from like calling someone like stupid or an idiot or something and i don't think we would ever get to that point uh, just because we i don't know i feel like us as a society we're just not we're smarter than that you know <laughs> do you like it, i mean personally i do i feel like <laughs> When it comes to you know what to allow and what not what not to allow, um, it's pretty pretty cut and dry. At least you know when it comes to like incitements of violence and because I mean there's been uh, there's been mass shootings, uh, there's been murders where people write these manifestos, and in the manifestos they name certain people that they saw, you know, off YouTube like hey I. I did this because, uh, you know, I listened to this person or I saw I saw their video on YouTube and, you know, it inspired me to do this. And they'll leave that, you know, that manifesto for people to find afterwards. So I think we can take a look at that and be pretty, like, certain, okay, like, what did that person say that would, you know, incite this kind of stuff? And it's something that I think we could, like, pick out and... I mean, I think everybody would deem it as inappropriate or, you know, very volatile, you know, except for the people that agree with what they're saying. Right. Those are the only people that wouldn't agree with banning them. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it is causing people's lives. You know, what Donald Trump said, there was like, what is the death toll at right now? Like five people that died at the Capitol uh, event thing. So... I mean, these are actual people's lives that are being uh, taken, you know, whether it was the police officer who was trying to protect the Capitol or whether it was like, you know, people from the mob that were trying to storm it because I'm 
you know, some of them died. Uh, at the end of the day, people died because of of his words. If he didn't, right. you know, have that rally that same morning. If he didn't, you know, since November third, start tweeting about how this election was stolen. I'm one hundred percent sure that those five people would be alive today. Right. And you know, a lot of people. I agree. Well, you can't really, you know, draw a direct line from what he said to, you know, all these events and, you know, them dying. And I disagree with that. I think you can draw a perfectly straight line from from his rhetoric, his message um, to to what's happening, especially what happened on, on the 6th. Okay, so couldn't we call that, couldn't we define that as the slippery slope, even if we backtrack further than November 3rd and we start looking at okay when he stepped into office things were fairly calm i mean we're having a lot of mass shootings shit like that and he steps into office he starts talking he starts tweeting he starts lying and this army of people begin to agree with him and this thing begins to happen and at the bottom of this slippery slope five people are dead right yeah. So when when do you stop it and how do you stop it? I mean, Twitter says no. It's like it's like there's this deplatforming of Donald Trump. You know, we we took away all of his platforms and things have been fairly calm and they took away the platform from the proud boys and 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 all these people and they they ban all these people. All they did was go to the dark web. All they did was go to apps you can't trace. So how do you stop them, man? I mean, to like fully, completely stop them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you really can in that, you know, sense of the word, just because, I mean, to stop them, it would mean to stop their way of thinking and the ideas that they hold, you know? Right. Well, let's not say stop them. Let's say take away their bravado. Um, well, like, it's the same thing. Like, it's kind of hard to, some people are so deep in like the rabbit holes of like QAnon and all these conspiracy theories that they're, there's like n- nothing that's going to bring them out, you know? Um, but it, there's also a lot of people that are sort of like on the edge or, you you know, on the cusp of things. And those are the people that you can really like help by, you know, making sure they don't see these certain things or you know, that they don't go into these rabbit holes. Right. And those are the people that, you know, would benefit the most from these things. I mean, apart from all the other people that are, you know, getting insulted daily um, or like getting thrown all these like homophobic or like racist insults, you know, because if, uh, do you know who Steven Crowder is? No. No. It's like this super like big YouTuber, uh, he's like a right wing like pundit. He's like huge on YouTube. You should look him up. Okay. Uh, well, he had. Have you ever heard of? Uh, I think it was Vox. It's like this news network called Vox. V O X. Yeah. So there's this reporter on there. I think his name's Carlos Maza. He did a few stories on like uh, it was like a political like video. And on Steven Crowder's page, he uh, he like uh they watched that video like on his YouTube channel and he, he was basically just making fun of him, which I mean, isn't wrong, but in the way he was making fun of him, 
he was calling because uh carlos maza is uh he's gay so he would like call him like things like uh like fag like lispy queer you know all these things so whenever carlos maza and this dude has like millions of followers on youtube so whenever uh he would like check his dms or like tweet or anything he would just get like barraged with like tweet and like comment after comment of like people you know calling him those same things because of what steven crowder said right so it's things like that um you know if you're getting constantly like attacked and barraged uh because of someone else's free speech that impedes your own free speech does that make sense sure sure so i think it's something that um shouldn't be allowed yeah, because I think there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they weren't empowered by someone who they consider a leader. And when you yeah. take that leader out, they'll disperse. They're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing here is we continue to have racism in America and Although it's, it's, I, I can't say that it's fading. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a victim of it. Um, I don't know for sure, but I do know that homosexuality is being, is accepted more and more now. Um, but it's, it's a matter of time and the people who are entrenched in it, as you, as you said before, they just need to age and die i guess but there's all it seems to me like there's always some asshole to take their place always yeah uh i could see that but i also think that like percentage of people is getting smaller and smaller um especially like with every new generation that that comes along i remember i saw this this report that said that i think it was in like 19 like in the 1950s or 60s, they would do surveys of like, uh, do you think interracial marriage should be allowed? And at that time, like 8% of people said yes. And uh, now I think the last survey was done uh, a few years ago. And it went from 8% to, to like 87% said yes, which I mean, there's a few things there. Like to me, 13% is still a lot of people that would say no, that alone yeah. concerning. But it really shows that um, you know, things have changed and we have become uh far more progressive than yeah. you know 50, 60, 70 years ago. How so many I of think, these people are telling the truth also? Because they don't want to look bad. Um I mean, I feel like that percentage of people that are trying to just like save face and you know do it for the optics, uh are there are they there i'm sure they are but do i think it's a large percentage no i think it's a very small percentage of people um just because it's very i don't know i think like that idea of like interracial marriage has become very um i mean normalized yeah sure so uh are you gonna have those outliers yeah that just say yes because uh, they know that they're getting surveyed, but in reality, they think no. Yeah, of course you're going to have those, but uh, I think that's a very, very small number of people. I think the overwhelming majority are still just just in agreement with it and telling the truth. So let's go back in a circle. Let's circle back and let me 
And listen, everybody who's listening to this, this is just me being the devil's advocate. This is not the way I feel. But what if I was to say, I don't agree with gay, I don't agree with uh, interracial marriage. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't be allowed to say that. That's not. Isn't that. Uh, isn't that inflammatory? Uh, I wouldn't say that's inflammatory. If you say, you know, I don't agree with interracial marriage. That's one thing. If you say um, anybody that, you know, any white person that marries a black person uh, doesn't deserve this earth and is a waste of, you know, air and shouldn't share the same air as me and, you know, they need to go out or like somebody, something needs to happen to them. They need to leave us alone. I think that's something else, you know, because at that point you're, even though it's not directly, and a lot of people would try to try to say that, well, they're not directly calling for violence, um, which I mean, I don't think any like prominent, you know, person with influence or a following is going to directly call for violence because that, that would just be stupid on their part. But at the same time, uh, by saying things like that, um, they know like what they're doing and they know there's people listening out there that are like, you know, just off the rails and they're willing to like, you know, uh, kind of just do, do their, their willing for them, you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, saying, like you say, you know, I don't agree with that okay, that's one thing, you know, people could call you racist, or they could call you a bigot. But when you say, well, those people should, uh, shouldn't breathe my air and, uh, you know, stuff like that, it's very, that's very inflammatory. Well, how, how do you, you know, <laughs> how do you feel about the blatant racism on family guy, American dad, things like that? Those I know, I know it's satire, and I, I, I get it. I know it is, but do you think that that propagates it, it, keeps it going, because it's funny, or do you think it should be funny? I mean, and and let me let me say something here. My grandfather was a Klansman back mm -hmm. in the day. I mean, hardcore Klansman. He he led the tri-state area: Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. He, so you got to think this guy was part of lynchings. He was part of beatings. He was a really evil man. He really was. And when he was old, I mean, old, old, like nearing a hundred years old, he, he lost his mind and he would just rave. He, I took care of him as he was dying and he would just rave and say the most racist, hateful things. And people laughed because he was harmless. But I didn't laugh. But nowadays, you know, 15 years later, here's Family Guy. And they're not saying the hateful things that he said, but they're still saying racist shit. And it's funny. And I, I, I wonder sometimes, should that just be removed from our language? And wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that be a better thing than our children growing up here in this racist shit that they can't decipher as satire or comedy? They just hear it and, and it becomes real to them. So shouldn't we just remove that speech? And here we go with back to free speech. What can we say on television and what can we not say on television? Well, I mean, when it comes to like television, I think, um, uh, like everything that's on TV is very, um, 
like private you know when it comes to they're owned by these like media companies and these tv companies so i think especially as of late uh they've become a lot more um like sensitive to the issue you know like i've watched uh i don't know if you've seen the office uh but like in the early season there's tons of jokes on there that you know if you think about it like that would not fly uh today right and that so in that those only aired like maybe five six years ago so there's been a big jump uh as of late uh when it comes to what people and i think because of the whole like outrage uh part of it like people hear something and like there's like this knee-jerk reaction of getting outraged it's caused a lot of like fear in these like tv and media companies to be a little bit more like careful uh about what they allow or don't allow you know right um and then there's places like family guy or like south park that like don't give a fuck and just gonna say whatever they want um but like going back to your example i think that hateful aspect of it has a lot to do with it um like you said uh like your grandpa would uh, say all these hateful things and people would just like, you know, shrug it off or like laugh it off. Yeah. And then now like South Park or Family Guy, uh, they kind of, I wouldn't say they say the same things, but they'll make uh, jokes about those same issues, you know? Um, and, you know, people laugh and it's funny and, you know, they get all these um, reactions from it. But I think that hateful aspect of it has a lot to do with how it's viewed, uh, especially when it's delivered. Like, you know, South Park is this, uh, you know, like no holds barred kind of, you know, TV show where they pretty much just attack, you know, everybody. They don't really care who you are or what you stand for. Like, they'll attack. And by attack, I don't mean like literally like attack in like an offensive way. They'll like they'll make jokes out of, you know, current events or whatever's going on in the world. Um, they don't really hold back on, on anybody. So I think that has a lot to do with it, just how it's presented and how it's delivered. Um, Cause I mean, personally, like I love South Park, um, like family guys, like whatever to me, I just think it's very corny. and repetitive. <laughs> but, um, Like South Park, I, I think South Park's like hilarious. And like, they'll say some, you know, like they literally have a character, a black character and his name's Token. And he's the only oh, yeah. black character in the show. Right. Like that in itself is uh like a quote unquote joke, you know? Right. So I think the way that it's delivered and the way that it's presented has a lot to do with um with uh how it's like received by people. I mean, there's some people like on the left that, you know, are uh like hypersensitive to things like that and they just like denounce like things like that, like South Park or Family Guy. And, you know, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to, you know, boycott them or like, you know, uh, call them out and say stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's their free speech at work. But at the same time, I don't think you can really compare things like that um, to people uh, that are on the Internet, like uh, calling for like violence and inciting these violence, whether it be subliminal or not. Um, I don't think things like South Park or Family Guy really do that. Um, so I think there's a big difference between those two categories of, of, of speech. So when it's, when it's satire or comedy, 
it's okay. This is something I have tried to sort out for years because I, like you, I, I fell in love with South Park season one, you know, um, an elephant, yeah. an elephant has sex, you know, that. <laughs> do you remember that episode? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've loved that show for years and I have been left with my mouth on the floor of some of the shit they have done. And um, so, so you try to sort that out. You say, okay, this is funny and that's not funny. And this delivery is funny, but that's not funny. And all the shit you're talking about is just the way people perceive things. And it could be a mood or an atmosphere. It could be anything because we'll take, um, what the hell is his name? Mike, Michael, Michael Richards. Do you know Michael Richards? No, I don't know who that is. He used to, you, you've seen Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Okay. He was Kramer. Oh, okay. Well, after after Seinfeld went off the air, he went back to stand-up comedy. Well, he's in a comedy club, and he's being heckled by some black people, and they call him the N-word. Well, he returns it and tries to return it comedically. It didn't go over, and Michael Richards has been gone ever since. So it just – he didn't mean it – He. He explained it over and over and over again. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it in a in a comedic sense, and nobody bought it. So yeah. it's just the way we perceive things. And like you said, those people on the left perceived South Park like some people perceived Michael Richards. And other people look at Michael Richards and go, oh, fuck, that was funny. And uh, South Park is hilarious, and Token is hilarious. It's pointing out the fucking obvious here is what it's doing. Yeah, and I think also what um, has a lot to do with it um, is the like the medium that it's delivered in. Like South Park is a is a cartoon. You know, it's it's not some like news network trying to give you like current events, and then they throw like a quote unquote like racist joke or like homophobic joke in there. I think that's uh, like when it's done like that in that way, where it's somebody that's they want you to take them seriously and then they say like super like you know edgy jokes like that i think that could be um like that's more on the edge of uh of people taking it the wrong way you know i mean nobody really takes south park seriously like they're not looking for south park for like their you know moral compass or like you know <laughs> right or wrong like it's 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 been it is what it's always been um you know, this, like, you know, these little kids in Colorado, like, just fucking. Uh, Being little kids in Colorado, yeah. Yeah. So it's not trying to take itself seriously, and it's never tried to take itself seriously, regardless of what people have said about them. Um, but when it comes, let's say, like, Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson goes on there, and, like, uh, he, I mean, as far as I know, he tries to take himself seriously. I don't know how many people actually do, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's a news anchor. And then if he was to say like a joke that was like uh, that you would think would be on South Park, I think a lot of people would react a lot more differently than if they saw it. If it was the exact same joke, if they seen it like on South Park compared to someone like a news anchor saying it. Right. And I think that also weighs into the perception of, well, is that really funny or did you say it? Because, uh, yeah, it might be, you know, slightly like racist joke or something, but you're meant you want to be you want to be taken seriously so people are going to take it seriously whereas 
that's a cartoon and they don't take themselves seriously. So nobody's going to take whatever they say seriously. And I think that also plays in, in, into it. Yeah. Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they're not, they're not trying to, they're not trying to be icons of morality or anything. I get it. I get it. So I think, you know, there's just so many layers to it. Um, Like you said about that guy, I mean, we could get into whole discussion and I, I think we've talked about it a bit um, like off air about um, at least my views on the whole like N word uh, right. like thing and how it's perceived and what my opinions are. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, um, which is kind of like considering everything I've said about everything so far. You wouldn't think I would have that view on that topic, but um, I just see it like that certain way, you know, when it comes to the N-word, like I feel like, uh, you know, words change, words evolve, like meaning change, you know, like take the word gay, for example, you yeah. happy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this just, I think the basic idea or principle that only certain people can say a certain word just doesn't sit right with me. And because if one person says it in a certain context and then another person says it in the exact same context, they just look differently. So they're not allowed to say it. Uh, That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Now, listen, I I think, (laughs) oh, shit, man. (laughs) Like, I get I get what they're trying to say, like. But when people say you're not black, you're not allowed to say that. Um, like that doesn't that doesn't make sense, um, at least to me, when it comes to. Uh, I mean, can I say can I idea. say it differently? Can I say you know what? It makes perfect sense to me, but it still doesn't. I can't. I can't comprehend it like i it's like what the hell is going on here i get why you don't want to hear it from a white person i get it that yeah. it's offensive as fuck i get it it's offensive as anything that i wouldn't ever say it but at the same time if you remove all the color from it is what is what let's philosophically talk and break it down and talk about it. If we remove the black from it and the white from it and the culture from it and all the things that, that are built around that word and you just say, you can say it, but you can't, it, it doesn't make sense. That's yeah. what you're trying to say. And I think, and, go ahead. Yeah. Just the word gay, the, the word, you know, the, I, <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna hear this later. Uh, best friend I ever had in the world uh, is a gay chef. I call him faggot. He calls me faggot. It's like it doesn't matter. It, it has nothing to do with it. It's it's almost a term of endearment, like the N word is amongst black people. So it, it's who I'm using it with, and that makes sense to me. If I yeah. if I say it angrily. That's a different. That's a different context. If I say, you know, you're fucking faggot, and I, you know, that that comes across differently, doesn't it? I mean, there's nothing. It, it's not a mystery. I'm using it in a derogatory sense, but if I'm using it as a term of endearment, yes. But when you sing this word, 
in your music and it's everywhere. You use it in front of me and I'm not allowed to say it. It seems like, God damn, I'm going to get in so much trouble here. Like you, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It, I, I understand it, but I don't understand it. Yeah. And like you said, I, I understand like the outrage and why you wouldn't want, you know, a certain person, a certain type of person to say that word. Right. Um, and I mean, like you said, certain words have changed to, to more like terms of endearment, you know, like nobody says the, the hard R version of the N word in, in a term of endearment, you know, right? I think, I think regardless of who says it, the hard R version is like, you're trying to be, you know, offensive and like, you're trying to insult somebody. Like nobody says that, that word specifically, um, like an endearment. But, you know, it's evolved like the, you know, the double GA version of it, I guess you could right. call it. Um, like you said, people will say it in their songs literally all the time. Um, like, I'm sure I've, I think I've told you before, like Kendrick Lamar is like my favorite, uh, like musician. Right. And, you know, he's a rapper. He, you know, he says it in his songs a lot. There's a video of him at a concert. Um, he like brings up a, a fan uh, from the stage to like sing a song or to like rap one of his songs. And it's like, you could tell it's like this huge fan. Like he's like so excited. Like he probably knows like all his songs, like from memory and they've played the song and he starts rapping to it. And he says the, he says that, uh, the word, the N word, the, you know, double G a version of it. And he's like, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, he like cuts off the music. Like, oh, well, like, you know, just skip that word when you're rapping it. And, you know, I love Kendrick Lamar, but to me that like, if you don't want people to sing along to it, or you only want, you're only okay with certain people singing along to it, then why put in the song in the first place? <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds kind of like uh, arrogant or like, you know, mis misguided or like, oh, well, you just don't get it because, you know, you're not, you're not black. Um, it's like the word, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like if you were to try to say it, like if you were to think, I mean, just even think about saying it, you would like hesitate, but like, I could say like the word, uh, like spick, you know? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. And see, to me, I could say, it and like, I get it. Like, oh, like, I don't, I don't feel any type of way if I say it. But then, then if like, um, like a black or white person, uh, I, like I hear them say it, I feel like some type of way about it, you know? But I think the difference between that, like I've heard people compare those two things. Like, oh, well, you wouldn't call it if they call you a spick, you, what are you? I was like, no, I wouldn't like it. But at the same time, I don't go around calling all my friends like, oh, what's up, Spick? You know? <laughs> like I'm sorry. Whether they're like <laughs> like whether they're like, you know, Hispanic or Mexican or whatever, I'm not gonna be like, hey Spick, what's up? Like that's not that term it's you know, it might change in the future, but as of right now, it's still like only used to be offensive. Same like wetback. Yeah. That's... Um I mean in Spanish there's like uh there's a term, it's called mojado, which uh, basically means the same thing. Mojado means wet. Uh, but the way they say it, it's, you know, to signify wet back. And even that word uh, in in the Spanish language has kind of evolved to a little bit more of, I wouldn't say endearment, but just it's not taken as, as harshly anymore. You know, people would say it like in a jokey manner or like as a joke. Where, you know, in English, the word speak, um, I don't ever hear it as a term of endearment within, you know, the Hispanic community or any, any person that says it, 
So I think those, you can't really compare those two things because I mean, language just evolves like as society goes, like there's words that, you know, we have now that we didn't have, you know, years ago and words change meaning all the time. So I think you it's, think, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do, do you think it has something to do with the power structure in, in America or wherever? I mean, like lots and lots of white people and white people have been in charge for 200 years, you know? So if you call me a, what is a cracker? I'm like, it's a fucking joke. That's to me, whatever it's. Yeah. I, and I've been called a cracker angrily and it still didn't. I still was like, well, whatever. It doesn't, uh, doesn't yeah. hurt my feelings. I think the, the difference or the thing that stands out that's different about those two things is, um, Black people would get called the N-word. Um, you know, they were enslaved. They were, you know, treated lesser than human. Right. Um, they were, you know, oppressed systemically. And that hasn't really happened, like, at least not, you know, in the in the current times with, you know, quote unquote, white people. Like, white people haven't really been, like, enslaved for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, whereas people of color have. So... Uh, I think that changes the the meaning of things. You know, like if you could, if you call a white person, like, oh, look at that damn uh, hillbilly, or you know, like you said, cracker. Like a lot of people would just shrug that off. Packerwood is another one. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> it's not offensive. I mean, I'm sure it's offensive to some people, but um, like overall, the majority of people, they'd be like, okay, like that doesn't affect me, you know. Whereas the N word, um, like especially like I said, the hard R. Um, there's a it, long history of violence behind it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like I said, I understand, like I get it. Um, like because there's history of violence and because there's this history of, you know, uh, you know, the quote unquote white man using it to, to bring down, uh, the black man. Um, I get why you wouldn't want them to use it, um, in any way, shape or form. But when it comes, like you said, philosophically about this person could say this word, in this way and this person even though they're saying in the exact same way and uh can't say it like philosophically that like you said it doesn't make sense but you know in reality like in the real world with all these other factors playing into it i i understand it um but i just don't um like agree with it i mean i don't go around saying it like all the time or like i try at least not to say it uh you know, even with like in private conversations, I mean, did I, I mean, I'm 26 years old right now. Did I say like in high school or like growing up with my friends, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, hide from that. I've, I feel like most people, especially nowadays, uh, most kids grew up saying they've said it at least once or twice in their lifetime. Yeah. Uh, if not like way more, you know? Well, so all I, you gotta do is sing a Kendrick Lamar song and there uh, you said it. Yeah. And like when it comes to, songs like i don't like i feel like it's a song like it's meant to be you know rapped or you know sing along with i don't see any problem with anybody saying it and it's specifically that category like of you know sing along to a song um like if you don't want it saying then don't like put it in your song you know have you seen office space office space no uh, the beginning of Office Space, there's a white guy in traffic, and he's bumping some hardcore rap, and he starts to 
ease up slowly because traffic is slow and there's a black guy walking down the street and he just he reaches up and turns it down he's like ah, i don't want to deal with that so <laughs> I and i mean I've, I've been to like i've i've seen kendrick lamar in person so i've been like to his concerts and you know when his song is playing like uh i mean at concerts they don't you know they don't censor themselves they say the song as it's as right. it's made of course. so uh you know you look around and like there's all types of people you know at his concerts and they're all just singing along and you know i think it also depends on the person like uh some people just don't feel comfortable saying it um at all like i general, certainly don't i certainly any, don't you know in any like capacity and i mean that's fine like i said me as an individual uh especially as of late um i've like made the like conscious decision to like not say those things you know even uh not just that but like uh like my, i told you like my girlfriend's a special ed teacher right so uh even like in, not just with her but like in general it started like with her but i've kind of like expanded it to like to anybody i talk to i try not to say like uh retard anymore you know like oh you're retarded right. i just say things like idiot or stupid like oh you're <laughs> idiot or you're fucking stupid um, you know, things like that. Um, I understand that when I worked for bark for about five years and when I went to work for bark in the beginning, bark stood for Bakersfield area, retarded citizens. And it was on their paperwork. It was on their headers. You answered the phone that way. That's the way you did it. And then about a year before I left there, everybody suddenly say, you know, retarded is kind of a bad word. And they changed everything. So yeah. I totally get how words change. And I yeah, have and a I mean, word. Even retarded. Like it didn't have the connotation that it has now. Right? No, right. It No, it was, it was, it is what it, it, it like people used to call it, it oh, like he's mentally like retarded. Yeah. And that then, was like, what doctors called it. I mean, that was what it was. Yeah. So that just goes to preview. Like words change all the time. Like people now, if you say like they don't even say like they'll say like the r word you know mm -hmm. or like the r slur um so that just Mentally goes through challenge now yeah like words change and their meanings change um and you know like i if if i see a white person or like you know a hispanic person like singing along to a song or like they go up to their friends and you're like oh you know what's up my you know n-word mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be like oh dude you shouldn't say that like do i personally say that i try not to um as much like it'll slip out here and there but i'm not like but that's my conscious self like making that decision for myself but that in turn doesn't mean that it should apply to everybody like hey bro you should like stop saying that word that's just me personally well so even though i'm doing it personally i don't think it should be like you know forced on everybody like that same principle uh, you're, it, because you're still in the free speech, right? Yeah, because I mean, people grow up like, uh, if you grow up like in the inner city with like a bunch of like, you know, a lot of your friends are gonna be black, or like you go to like predominantly black, uh, a high school or something, like you're gonna hear that, like that's your environment, and people are a product of their environment. Uh, and if you you grow up around that thing, you're gonna grow up, you know, being like that or like talking like that, like that's just how things work that that's how 
everything works around us. You know, like I said, you're a product of your environment. So you grow up around something, you're going to grow up, you know, identifying with that and, and mimicking that behavior. But that doesn't excuse it. it yeah, but I'm saying, like, I'm not saying, uh, but I mean, I'm not asking for it to be excused. I'm just saying that's how, that's how it works when it's like, when you have, a, like I said, if you grow up in that environment of people saying it like, you know, an endearment all the time or uh, a lot of, I think context has like, it plays such a big role in, you know, issues like this because, you know, I think context means everything when you're talking uh, about that. Like if you're, uh, like a lot of people even replace that word with uh, different words. Like, have you, you know, the word like, bruh, right? Yeah. Like when something, and people are like, bruh. Yeah, I'm a meathead. I've been in the gym yeah. all most of my life. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've heard people say instead of bruh, they'll use like the N word, like, and they'll just like drag it out, you know? Uh, or like they'll, um, uh, you know, like I said, they'll talk to their friend and they'll say that. And it's like, it's like a swappable word with like homie or like dude or like bro. Okay. Uh, has that same, that's the same meaning that they're giving to that word. Um, and I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. So I think context and what you mean by it has a lot to do with it. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Well, what if... Let's let's go to Georgia. Let's go to a uh, predominantly white, predominantly racist high school. And I'm going to raise a kid in that high school, and he's going to grow up with that speech that you just talked about. That's because that's what you said. You're a product of your environment. How, how dangerous is it to just say, well, he's a product of his environment. That's like the guy you were talking to that steps out in, in the middle of downtown New York and starts shooting people and go, well, he grew up in, in a terrorist cell in Iraq. We, we have to excuse it. So there's there's levels here that we're talking in and layers that you just pull back and pull back and pull back until what is the what is the basis of what the hell we're talking about? And that's what we we as a culture, we have a, as a society, we have to get to in order to find something we can agree on about language, about what we call each other, about how we speak to each other, about the context and the tone, all these things. It, it will it do you think it'll ever be solved? Do you think it'll ever be solved? Um, I think it would take a long, long time for that to be solved, if ever, just because. Uh, there's such a wide like range of opinions on you know that topic mm -hmm. um, that it's very like you would have to change a lot of people's minds and even then if you do like there's still people even more extreme than them that like well you can't even say this this and that um, oh and now we're back to the slippery slope <laughs> yeah but I mean the slippery slope I don't think the slippery slope like whatever actually like win because those are extremist people both on the right and on the left um you know there's even some people that don't like the term uh like black like oh you can't say black you have to say african-american right and um uh, i mean i personally think like that doesn't really make much sense because i mean you don't say oh i'm i'm italian-american or i'm german-american you know right uh i would like if i see somebody i'll be like oh they're american and they just happen to be black. 
you know there's uh there's tons of uh jamaican people that hate being called african-american because you know they'll they'll live in like places like new york or florida and people will call them african-american like no i'm jamaican uh so i think there's uh you know what i mean how about if everybody just stopped being offended yeah (laughs) (laughs) instead of saying Hey, motherfucker, I'm not from Africa. I'm from Jamaica. Just say, uh, you're mistaken. I'm Jamaican. Sorry. You know? Yeah, but I mean, even, like, that's what I mean. Like, uh, I'm sure some people get, some, like, uh, Jamaican people get would get, like, really upset. But I'm sure there's a lot of religions like, oh, no, I'm actually Jamaican. And be like, oh, okay, cool, never mind. Like, you know, oh, he's Jamaican. He's not African-American. So. And from that point forward, that person who called him an African-American should cease saying that word until he says black again. And some black person says, I'm sorry, I'm not black. I'm African-American. So then he just stops talking to fucking everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, if it does like get solved at some point, it's, it, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be in, in our lifetime at all. Um, But I mean, I said, I heard somebody, a comedian say one time, he said, we should just fuck until we're all tan and then forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to it's gonna take quite a while, if ever. So, I mean, the best thing I think we could do right now is kind of just, you know, balance balance the line until, until we're dead. So, because <laughs> there's always going to be people that are going to get offended at what you say, regardless of how offensive or not offensive it is right because of you know what they personally think you know you can if someone there's tons of people that like don't get offended by the word retarded and then there's you know you're gonna say it one time in front of a a person or a family that has you know somebody that's you know has a down syndrome in their family or uh is mentally disabled and then they're gonna hear you say and then they're probably gonna like go off on you like oh you shouldn't say that because this this and that you know so people's you know, own lives and their own experiences are kind of, they, they're going to shape what they find offensive or not. So if I grow up in England, the C word, which we have to call it the C word here in America, the C word is a term of endearment. Right. Yeah. But here it's a term of you get your head slapped. And then it's weird because, like, when girls call girls like each other that, it's like they, <laughs> it's still like offensive, but it's not as offensive if as a guy was to say, you know. I feel like I'm being pigeonholed here, man. I'm a white guy, so I, you know, I can't say that, and I can't say that because I can't say that because I'm not black. I can't say that because I'm uh, not Hispanic. I can't say that because I'm not female. Should I? <laughs> I just need to stop talking, dude. I fuck this. I'm going offline. Podcast is over. I don't want to say anything anymore. <laughs> Just revert to like idiots and stupid like me. Because I mean, uh, that encompasses that. Those words have no. Uh, it encompasses everybody. So there you go, man. You don't what, discriminate against anybody. Well, I tell you what, we have said some uh, inflammatory things today, and. um probably going to get some pushback don't care uh because i in the end 
in the end, I just have to say the dialogue on here is exactly what it is. It's it's dialogue, and and we need to talk about these things, and we need to stop say, being offended. And I need to be able to say, you know, is this offensive, and why is this offensive? And when you tell me and give me your reason, I can go, okay, that's offensive. And I think that in the end what I said before is we need to stop being knee jerk fucking offensive offended immediately about everything that comes down the pike. And we just need to say, uh, now, wait a minute, you know, that's not very nice. And, and I, 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 you need to not say that again, or, you know, cause it's hard to offend me because I, I want to learn. And I think if everybody had the same, I, I want to learn attitude instead of saying, no, nah, I'm going to punch you for saying that. I think we might be better off. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's really good to like, instead of just having these knee jerk reactions to kind of, you know, take a step back and think about it. Like, well, you know, did they meet it to offend me? Like, were they being ignorant? Like, were they saying it as a joke? Like, what, what was the reasoning for saying that? and really think about it, um, we'd be a, a lot better off. And even then, like, you can have a discussion, you know, like, hey, this is why it offends me. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you might, after that conversation, you might still disagree. Well, like, you know, you'd be like, okay, well, I still don't find it, like, offensive. Um, you know, I probably won't say it around you. Uh, but, you know, you know, within, like, my inner circle of friends, like, we, we say it all the time, so... You know, I'm not going to like change that. And I mean, that's okay to a degree. So it's just a matter of perspective. And like you said, having that dialogue to yeah, to really understand what, what is it that we really want at the end of the day? Like, what's the goal? Like, where do you want society to be um, as a whole? Yeah. Well said, man. And I mean, like a lot of people have different ideas of what, what it should be like. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's normal. We're humans. We, we want different things. We, we all grew up differently. So we, we want different things in life. We have different interests. So that's, that's our right to, you know, to be able to talk and discuss and, you know, change the way we live um, to best fit, you know, whatever we want. Totally agree, man. You did teach me something today and I appreciate it <laughs> because Every time I'm in the Food Max now and I see that little sign that says Cuidado, Piso Mojado, I'm going to giggle. That <laughs> <laughs> means wet. Like, Mojado means just means wet in general. But when you right? call them, like uh, a Mojado, that means, oh, they're wet back. Uh, <laughs> so if you ever hear it, like, in conversation, like, of two people speaking French and they call each other that. And now know, I know. Yeah. Because in your head, you're probably like, well, that person seems pretty dry to me. But, you know, they have, <laughs> they have <a> attention. <laughs> All right, dude. You ready to wrap this one up? Yeah. All right, brother. Oh, my God. Another, uh, another hour and six minutes where we didn't solve anything, but we brought up a lot of issues. And I love it, man. This has been Robert. And Francisco. And this is the Thirdly Wrong Project. And please, please listen to the whole thing. And at the end of it, listen to this statement. 
Francisco and I were probably thoroughly fucking wrong. See you next time. (laughs) You have been listening to The Thoroughly Wrong Project with your hosts, Francisco and Robert. If you enjoyed today's show, like, follow, leave a comment, and then look in the description where you'll find our website, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Until next time, thanks for listening. And just remember, never be afraid to be thoroughly wrong.